You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Over 30 entries from Carroll High School and Kemper Catholic High School advanced to state during this past weekend's Iowa High School Speech Association District Individual Speech Contest at Woodbury Central. Carroll High had 11 entries earn a 1 or excellent rating from the judges. Qualifying participants included Caden Canuso, Keegan Case, Sydney Bellinghausen, Alexandria Myers, Zoe Hickerson, Bree Kiger, Sarah Ryard, and Logan Canuso. Kemper High School had 20 entries earned top marks, which included Ella Duncan, Sarah Botts, Ryan Fuelmeyer, Logan Ryle, Laura Steinkamp, Simon Pedig, Lewis Myers, Meredith Sturm, James Uveling, Joey Mashing, Alex Osterhaus, Avery Roeder, Reagan Garriger, and Carson Lampman. These students will compete at the IHSSA State Contest, which will be held on Saturday, March 9th at Kemper Catholic High School. Volunteers are needed to assist during that event, and individuals wishing to help are asked to contact the KHS office at 712-792-3596. A full list of competitors, scores, and categories is included with this story on our website. The Carroll City Council removed $600,000 in debt issuance for a public hearing on proposed infrastructure work on Northwest Street for the Gulf View subdivision. At Monday's council meeting, city leaders were to schedule a public hearing date on a $1.23 million general obligation bond. City Finance Director Laura Schaefer says the debt on this note was initially planned to be split three ways, the rec center improvement project, a new fire rescue vehicle, and the housing project. But to give you a little bit of background of what we're looking for is starting the debt issuance process for three projects that were identified in our fiscal 24 re-estimated budget. Those projects were looking for funding for the rec center building improvements project at 500,000, the fire rescue vehicle at 600,000, and the Gulf View subdivision at 600,000. In calendar year 2022, a public hearing was already held for the rec center project, so a public hearing is not required for that project. The other two projects, a public hearing is required. The process outlined in the memo details the hold the public hearing on March 11th. Due to the size of the issuance and the timing on how we've got our debt service levy worked out, we would like to work with some local banks and hopefully they would be willing to partner with us and give us some um, interest rate proposals and looking to pay this off within a two year period. The council acknowledged the need for debt issuance for the rec center and rescue vehicle, but Ward 2 Councilman Jason Atherton says he believes the city is moving too quickly on the Gulf View project. So my question on the Gulf View subdivision is, my understanding is we don't have a buyer, we don't have a price of the land, and now we're trying to finance bonding 600000 To me, that's putting the cart before the horse. That's as if I went to the bank and said, I'm thinking about buying a house next year, can you give me $500,000? I'll pay on that $500,000, but I might go buy a house that I don't even know if it's for sale yet. The council has contracted with JEO Consulting to prepare designs for installing new roads, water and sewer lines, and other infrastructure, but the final plans are not yet available. Early estimates for the Gulf View project were around $1.2 million, but those figures have already grown to $1.6 million. At-large councilman Laverne Dirks says he would prefer the council wait until they have more information before taking on debt for the subdivision. Again, we don't know. We haven't seen the cost from JEO yet. We have some people interested. I know others have had people contact them. But we can't tell them what we want for it until we get this information. So is there any way 
I know we got until May 9th on all this, but what if a buyer doesn't come forward and all that by May 9th? What do we do? You know, are we committed to that 600000 or? City manager Aaron Koiker notes the city could hold the public hearing, but it would not lock them into the debt issuance. He says the $600,000 investment is about more than the nine lots in the Gulfview subdivision, as that infrastructure will facilitate additional growth in the future. The other part of that is, is if you're setting up something for future development where you're going to the west, to the north, do you put the entire value of that infrastructure on this ground? Because it's really not, because it's putting value in developable ground to the west and to the north into that whole thought process, but then you're making those nine lots pay for that. The council indicated they fully support the project, but they just aren't ready to take on debt without firm construction numbers or a list of people prepared to build on the lots. The council voted unanimously to set a public hearing on the debt issuance without the Gulfview subdivision portion for the March 11th council meeting. They also directed staff to put out a request for proposal, or RFP, to developers and builders who may be interested in purchasing those lots. And the Carroll Community School District is celebrating Public Schools Week this week, highlighting the central role education plays in shaping communities. Public Schools Week, which runs from February 26th to March 1st, invites the community to join in honoring the dedication, passion, and talent of public schools and their students. The district plans to release videos highlighting the inspiring stories of local educators and students, emphasizing the district's core values of teaching, inclusivity, growth, excellence, respect, and safety. These narratives showcase the transformative power of education and the collective commitment to creating an environment where every student can thrive. Superintendent Dr. Casey Burlaw says, At CCSD, we believe in the power of education to transform lives and build a brighter future for all. This week, we invite you to join us in celebrating not just our achievements, but also the journey of learning, growth, and community that makes it all possible. The videos can be found on the CCSD social media pages, and links to those are included with this story on our website. And we will need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. We've got more news on the way right after this on KCIM. Save big money right now at Menards. Breathing fresh, clean air with Best Air air filters. These air filters capture airborne allergens like dust, pollen, and mold spores, ensuring the best overall performance of your home's HVAC system. Get a 4-inch Best Air air filter on sale for $19.99 after $8 rebate. Good through February 21st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Approximately 149 acres of Good Pleasant Valley Township, Carroll County Farmland is selling via online-only auction now at mcguireauction one at gmail.com. Bid and buy at your price for this track located just north of Willie, which has a CSR2 of 63.4. Bidding closing on March 4th at 7 p.m. For questions, call Marty Boyle at McGuire Auction, 712-210-3138. Bid now at McGuireAuction1 at gmail.com. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Nearly 1,000 students from area schools experience the opportunities available in science, technology, engineering, and math from local businesses and organizations during the annual Carroll County STEM Festival. 
Elementary, middle, and high school students from Carroll, Kemper Catholic, Glen Ralston, Coon Rapids Baird, and Arweva visited the Carroll Middle School Gymnasium on Monday and Tuesday to see STEM in action. More than a dozen presenters were on hand from Collins Aerospace and Iowa Corn Processors to the Carroll County Ambulance Services and Carroll Police Department to name just a few of more than a dozen of presenters who were there. The two-day program was hosted by Carroll County Conservation. Uh, just a quick side note, I was one of those presenters, had a great time. It was fun to see uh, nearly a thousand kids from some of our area schools get a chance to come in and try out all the different uh, STEM activities. Uh, what we did at the Carroll Broadcasting booth, we had them record a little segment and get to listen to their voice. And then I talked a bit about the process of how sound works and how we get out to, you know, from the radio station uh, to your car speaker, your kitchen radio, or even to your cell phone, however you might be listening. Uh, other booths uh, had some really neat stuff. The Carroll Police Department had a, a drone that they use uh, for like searches, things like that. Uh, the Carroll Ambulance Service had a dummy in place where they used like the Lucas device, which is the automatic external uh, CPR system. Uh, if you've never done CPR, it's an exhausting system. He also let it, uh, the the presenter there also let them intubate a dummy. So just a couple of the cool examples uh, that were going on during that STEM festival. This is the second year. Uh, that's one that one's been held in Carroll County. It's likely to become an annual event. So looking forward to see where that program goes. But looking elsewhere, uh, Republican Congressman Randy Feenstra of Hull says the U.S. House will start voting tonight on a series of budget bills. But there's no deal yet on a temporary spending plan that would avert a federal government shutdown coming up at the end of the week. I tell you what, we're working with leadership right now trying to figure out a solution. Obviously, we do not want a government shutdown, uh, but we also have to get uh, our budget bills passed. And so that's what we're, we're going to do. Feenster says the House is scheduled to take votes on four of its 12 budget bills this week with votes on the rest next week. The federal government's fiscal year started October 1st, but Congress has not agreed on a budget for the year. Instead, Congress has passed three previous agreements to keep last year's spending levels in place while budget negotiations continue. March 1st is the latest deadline for a final agreement. Feenster says shutting down the U.S.-Mexico border is the paramount issue for Republicans in these budget talks. We have to have remain in Mexico, and we got to stop catch and release. Those are the two very key components that we got to get done, and then figure out a solution to building the wall. Feenstra expects the farm bill that sets a five-year outline for crop insurance subsidies and food assistance programs will come up for a vote in the U.S. House in late March or early April. To help our producers when it comes to insurance, when it comes to conservation, uh, trade, export market, this bill's got to get done. Feenstra spoke with reporters in Des Moines after filing nearly 3,800 signatures on nominating papers for the June primary. Feenstra, who represents Iowa's 4th Congressional District, is seeking a third term in the U.S. House. Feenstra faces a primary challenge from Kevin Virgil, a former Army Ranger and CIA officer who has the backing of former Congressman Steve King. Feenstra defeated King in the 2020 GOP primary election. And the Carroll Community School District Board of Education met in a special session on Tuesday evening to approve the proposal for a job description for the Director of Student Services for the district. This new position is being added to the 2024-25 staffing plan to lead the special programs, which include special education, English as a second language, talented and gifted, dropout prevention and at-risk, 504, as well as health services determined by program needs. Amy Collison is the current principal of Adams Elementary and also serves as director of special education. The director of student services would take over the duties of the special education director with Collison serving as the director of teaching and learning, which will focus more on curriculum instead of services provided to students in need. The primary goal of this leadership 
role is to develop and implement special programs, providing evaluation and assessment of current practices, as well as advising general education uh, proposals. Qualified candidates must possess Iowa BOEE administrative endorsements as a K-12 principal, principal endorsement evaluator approval, as well as teacher licensure with special education search for this position. They would prefer at least five years of successful teaching experience in special education. Given the board's approval, the district will now post the job opening online and interview potential candidates who do apply for the position. And that is going to be wrapping up your KCIM Midday News for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and X, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Kale Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.